0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What do you see when you look at the cross, at Christ on the cross? That tells you everything about your faith. Because Christianity is not a set of ideas, nor is it about being nice, doing nice things. Christian faith is trust in a person, in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for you. And so the Christian faith is a vision. Being a Christian is a matter of seeing, of recovering your sight, and of seeing Jesus and who he is for you. Our Gospel reading concluded with a very vivid depiction of exactly this, the recovery of sight that Jesus gives to those who are blind. As he drew near to Jericho, there was a blind man sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. He called out not only for Jesus of Nazareth, but for Jesus, the Son of David, the promised Messiah, the King that God had promised to come and save his people. And he cried out for what he needed, for mercy. And so Jesus stopped and commanded the blind man to be brought to him, and as he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? And he answered, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, glorified God. The miracle is not simply that Jesus made a blind man to see but that this man recovered his sight. Jesus says that the man's faith had made him well. His faith expressed in the prayer, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This blind man, actually, even while his eyes were still physically blind, saw what the crowd, the shushing crowd, could not. He saw Jesus, the son of David. He saw his Savior. And having recovered his sight, Well, then he did exactly what such faith does. He followed Jesus, glorifying God. And this stands not just in contrast to the crowd, but even to Jesus' own twelve disciples. Because our gospel reading began with Jesus telling the twelve about all that was going to take place in Jerusalem. That's where they're going as they're passing through Samaria, going through the city of Jericho, heading to Jerusalem for Holy Week. And how does Jesus speak to them? Well, he says, See, see, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise. Jesus lays it all out before for them to see, unfolds the whole of what is going to take place. And yet, St. Luke tells us that the twelve, they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them. They couldn't see that this, the Son of Man being betrayed, suffering, dying, and rising again, that this is what salvation looks like. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. This is what it looks like for all of the scriptures to be fulfilled. The twelve, they heard Jesus' words, but they couldn't see what he was talking about. It was hidden from them. And so in the healing of the blind man, we see that the Christian faith is the gift of God to us. We too, even if our eyes work without glasses, we too need to recover our sight. And that is not something that you or I can do on our own. We need Jesus to open our eyes. We need his grace so that we may see. And this theme of vision was not only present in our gospel reading, but also in the epistle. Did you hear what St. Paul wrote about love, how he concluded that whole section on love? He wrote, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. The greatest of these is love. And so St. Paul connects vision, seeing Christ face to face, with this love that fills up all things. And see indeed how the greatest of these, faith, hope, and love, is love. That it is the more excellent way. Because the way in which St. Paul described love had everything to do with how we see ourselves and those around us. To love, to love as God gives, is to neither boast of yourself nor envy your brother, neither looking at what you think is good about yourself or what you wish you had from your brother. It is also not fixing your eyes on the faults of your brother with irritability or resentment. But also, love doesn't ignore wrongdoing. It sees wrongdoing, neither hiding from it nor rejoicing in it, but rather rejoicing with the truth of what God has done. Love is living with the plain reality of all of the good, bad, and ugly of ourselves and others, but with your eyes fixed not on you or the people around you, but on Jesus. On that love of God, the love of God that knows you fully with all of your sin, and yet takes that sin upon himself so that he might take it away from you. And so indeed it is that when you come to the new heavens and the new earth, and you see not in a mirror dimly, but face to face, that there you will know fully, even as you have been fully known, that as you stand there before the Lamb who was slain, you will know fully the truth about yourself, that you are the one who has been redeemed and washed and made pure and perfect by the blood of Jesus shed for you. This coming week, we will have Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And this season of Lent, a season of prayerful and penitential reflection, as we say, a season of repentance, is all about coming to see rightly all that took place in Jerusalem, in Jesus' betrayal, suffering, death, and resurrection. It is a season for recognizing temptation and sin, and of repenting, turning away from these things. And so, Lent also can be described for us as a matter of seeing, a matter of vision. Because in truth, all sins, all temptations that you face All of those which so weigh you down have this same goal that they want to cloud your vision, to lure your eyes away from seeing Jesus. The temptations may vary a lot in how they appear to us, but if you look beneath them, you see this same thing, that they are trying to take your eyes off of Jesus and fix them on someone or something else. It could be the temptation to judge, to see your brother according to his sin and not according to the cross and so to respond with hatred and judgment. It could be to see all of the horror of the violence and evil in our world, all of the suffering that fills the lives of those around you, and to have that so fill your vision that you can no longer see the hope of the resurrection, and so fall into despair. Whether you're struggling with sin in your family, with spats between spouses or siblings, whether you're struggling with the sin in those that you see around you, whether you're struggling with just all the oppressive weight, of the evil that is in this world. All of these are Satan's attempt to draw your eyes off from Jesus, to fix your eyes on something else. And this season of Lent, this season of repentance, is then a matter of having our eyes fixed, of recovering our sight, of having our eyes turned back to Jesus, the true and living way, of seeing Christ indeed to be himself the way, the only way, by which you are brought out of death to life. And so any defense that you have against temptation, any return to walking in the way of life, must begin with what God has given to you to see. And so I suggest to you that you start with something quite literally to see. As you go about your day, have a cross that you can actually look at. Put up verses from the scriptures or a hymn that you will see throughout the day. Write in on your calendar a time for prayer and the reading of the Scriptures so that you will look and see this is what is important, this is what matters. Or, you know, tap it into your phone if you don't write out your calendar. Pray with your family, with your own household and with the household of God. Let the Word of God so fill your life that you can't help but see it. So that as much as all these other things crowd in to take your eyes off of Jesus, that over and over again, they are brought back to the one who is your life and who is your salvation. When all the voices in your life rebuke you, tell you of all the things that you are doing wrong, don't justify or defend yourself, but rather look to Jesus, the one who has died for those sins and taken them away from you. When you are surrounded by voices that tell you that everything that we do in church, that your hope of eternal life in Christ is just religious nonsense. Then cry out to Jesus and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And know that He does, that He gives you Himself to look at and see that He, crucified and risen from the dead, is the truth and the reality of this world. So, what do you see when you look at the cross? By God's grace, you see exactly what Jesus told the disciples that he was delivered over to the Gentiles and mocked and shamefully treated and spat upon. You see that after flogging him, they killed him. And you see that on the third day, he rose from the dead. And by God's grace, you see why all these things have taken place, that this is God's good will for you to redeem you from sin and from death and from all the power of the devil, so that you indeed might recover your sight Not just the scene of your eyes, but the scene of the truth of what God has done for you in Christ. So that indeed now you would begin to see in that mirror dimly and await the day when you will see him face to face. And so when we see all this, when we see what Christ has done for us, how are we to respond? We do exactly what the blind man did. We follow Jesus, glorifying God and giving praise to him. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.